And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm Allie, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. He's Dustin out in Idaho. Dustin, how are we doing? I'm doing all right, Allie. Uh, great night out in Boise. Um, well, let me rephrase that, Allie. Let's just call it how it is. The damn wind's been blowing here like 30 miles an hour today, and the wind chills like 25. My Allie sets over there in the warmth, Myrtle Beach. Uh-huh. The, the sunny skies and well, anyway anyway well, yeah. i'll tell you this it was rainy today and i stepped in a puddle if that makes you feel any better with my new shoes so you know not too happy over here either uh but with that guys we're gonna go ahead and, and get into the program here this is the here we go brownies podcast a show by the fans for the fans we're excited to come at you this is unfortunately this is our first postseason uh podcast you know of course we did one last week where we recapped the season we recapped the game against Kansas City and unfortunately there's no games to look forward to outside of the Super Bowl Browns are not participating in that obviously um, so this is kind of our first postseason show and you know as we look into the the coming weeks ahead we've got plenty to look forward to in terms of free agency the draft so much to get into um, with, uh, with what I think is going to be a very fun roller coaster ride of an offseason. Um, as we see some of these quarterbacks, you know, does Aaron Rodgers one out of Green Bay? What's going on with Matt Stafford? You know, so many moving pieces and parts. So there are there's going to be a lot to get to. More excited to break it all down for you. But uh, before we get into it tonight, first and foremost, we want to give a, a shout out to our good friends at onlyincleave.com. Check out their hats. And, and Dustin, remind me, hats. Don't you owe me one of those? I have no Didn't idea. Didn't we make a bet on our last podcast? Here's what I learned. Don't ever doubt the goat. I'm learning this. Like as much as I don't want to, as much as I want to root against Tom Brady. So Allie and I have this little fun bet and then we'll get into the show. But I call her up. I think it was last Sunday. Yeah, it was last Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sounds uh, about right. Allie, you want to make a little wager? Because we want to get in our own hats, by the way. They're a limited edition. You guys could get one. They're cool hats we had custom made for our listeners. Um, and I was like, Alan, you know what? I'll make you a bet. You can just buy my hat. If, if uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau, who never loses, by the way, I felt pretty confident in my bet like most people would. And she's like, <laughs> I'm going to go with the goat. Don't doubt the goat. And so I get this little smirky uh, uh, text message. Not smirky, but it was- I used the little, I used the little angel emoji. He's like, oh, yeah. I think, I think, I think you need to find one, one size fits all in hats, I think is what you said or something to that effect. Um, so I was like, I fine. So I got to get Allie a hat now and my own. So um, so you guys, that's two less hats we're going to have of those limited edition hats. So go grab one. Uh, but here we go. But yeah, so our sponsor is Only Cleve. Brian and his folks uh, have all the different Cleveland themes things. I shared some stuff out there to, a couple of days ago, all the cool looking glasses and beer glasses they have. I mean, he has a lot of cool stuff, guys. If you're in the local Cleveland area, walk in the store. Um, he's there. I think they have five. They're there five to six hours a day, even during COVID uh, on Saturdays as well. Go in and see him. Um, Allie, should we just tell him what we're doing in April? Should we just tell him? We can just throw it on out there. Yeah. So Allie and I are going to the NFL draft, guys. And we're going to do the show live from only in Cleve. So we invite our fans. So here you go. You're in the Cleveland area. Come see us in April at Only in Cleve. We're going to broadcast live from the store. Um, and we're going to hopefully get some Browns players maybe down there. We don't know. We're, it's going to be a big party. He's going to close the street down just for us to come out. And I think that's pretty cool, Allie. Um, but uh, we're excited to go celebrate with us in April when we come out for the draft. But more importantly, support our local sponsor, Brian, over there at Only in Cleve. Yeah, check him out. Yeah, Allie. Um, before we before we really get into it here, Dustin, uh, before we start talking football, one thing I do want to bring up, just kind of on a, a very melancholy time of year, um, obviously uh, mourning the loss about a year ago yesterday of Kobe Bryant, and and I'll tell you, Dustin, I, I remember, it's one of those things. You you remember where you were when it happened. You remember looking you. at your phone. You remember what you were wearing. You remember what you were doing. And I'll tell you, I was actually. It's January here in South Carolina, and I said on that Sunday last year, I'm going to drive up to North Carolina, go to this little park, go read, go have myself a nice day. And the whole time I was driving up there, I'm like, something just feels weird. Like, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll turn around and go home. And I got there, I parked my car, and I looked at my phone, and my heart just sunk. And at that point, we weren't sure, you know, who all was in the helicopter. Um, obviously, we learned later that there was 
a number of families along with his daughter, Gianna. Uh, but, but Dustin, I gotta tell you, it just is insane to me that the year has, you know, the days go on so long, but like the year goes by so quickly, if mm-hmm. you will, like it's been, and, and all that's transpired since Kobe Bryant died. No, think about what's happened in the world. That's what I mean. Like, it's just crazy to look back a year ago to see where we've been. Um, but still just, I, it just eats me up. I mean, well, uh, I it's a terrible that. loss in the sports world. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you can look at a death like that. He transcends sports. He's just not an NBA basketball player, right? He was idolized by football players, by baseball players, right? Like he was the ever happy smile on his face. You know, they call it the Kobe smile, right? And he just was just bigger than life with the fans and, and, you know, in in and out of work life. And I just think it's like when when, when a star, you know, Ali, this is before our time, but you know what my mom told me? It reminded, you know, she wasn't, she's not alive now. But that moment made me think of what it must have been like when she found out Elvis Presley died, right? Like, where were you when you heard that Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, died? I think that's how we all felt that day when Kobe died. Like, oh, my gosh. And I tell you what, if that wasn't like the sirens going off to the 2020 year is going to be a hell in a handbasket from the Australian wildfires to the Kobe and then the gates poured open like that was like it just seemed like 2020 it was like can we now let's I will say this the one little highlight guys the Cleveland Browns made the playoffs they were like what was right with the world was actually the Cleveland Browns but that's so Cleveland right (laughs) in the middle of a pandemic we make the playoffs so yeah yeah I mean but it it is basketball and I know this was very close and near to dear because she well you, not just that i mean it's it's uh you you lose a legend and of course yeah i'm a huge nba fan but it's you know you when you look at somebody like kobe bryant we won't spend too much time on we'll get off of it here in a sec but when you when you look at somebody like that who seems larger than life right he's a he's an icon not just in the nba world or the basketball basketball world but just in the world in general he's an icon somebody that he's too big to die and then he does and it just makes you rethink everything and it brings you back down to earth and, you know, you have to, you have to go about things in a different, in a different manner and, and really embrace those that you love. Be thankful for those that are around you because life guys is so short. And that's not what this podcast is about, but we have to talk about it because it's now that time you, of year. You know what? You just hit the nail on the head. You brought up a very good point. Not only did he die, but his family members died and it touched us in a, in a different way. It reminded me of 9-11, right? When we got attacked in 9-11 and you're like, where's mom? Where's dad? Go hug your go hug your family. Call your mom. Call your dad. Call your sister right now and tell them you love them. Right? I think it was that kind of moment for every family member. It was for me. Like, yeah, it wow. was. It was. It was bad. Yeah. Um, but our thoughts, prayers go out to the Kobe Bryant family and to the NBA community um, as we come up on a year of his death. Um, but guys, getting into it here, this is the Here We Go Brownies podcast. Of course, we're going to talk Cleveland Browns football, and there's lots to get to. We're getting into free agency season. We're getting into draft season. Uh, mm-hmm. Senior Bowl taking place currently, basically. Lots going on down there in Mobile. Of course, we do know it is uh, this, the combine, all virtual, uh, different different time that we're living in, different things going on and about in the sports world, but that's going on. Uh, but Dustin, let's get into some free agency, and I, I will talk specifically to the NFL as a whole, but specifically to the Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to start. I'm going to start with defensive free agents because let me tell you, there's quite a few. Um, we've got a number of uh, free agents who are restricted, unrestricted free agents, and of course, exclusive rights free agents. Right. Uh, so what that means, exclusive rights, basically, if the Browns want to keep them, they will be back. Rest- unrestricted means they are free to do whatever they please. They can come, they can go wherever they want, sign with whomever they want to at any price. Yeah. Uh, restricted free agent would mean, hey, I want to go sign with the Eagles for a million dollars. Well, the Browns have the rights to you and they can match that million dollars and keep you on their squad. Um, so we've got, we've got a handful of those guys and we'll get started here. Olivier Vernon, unrestricted free agent. A good friend of the program, Porter Gustin, he's an exclusive rights free agent again, which would mean if the Browns want to keep him, he'll likely be back. Uh, Larry Joby, he's unrestricted. Um, That's a big, big one right there. Vincent Taylor, unrestricted free agent. BJ Goodson, unrestricted free agent. Malcolm Smith, unrestricted. Elijah Lee, he played a lot of special teams. He's unrestricted. Uh, Linebacker Tay Davis, he's a restricted free agent. Uh, Terrence Money Mitchell, 
unrestricted free agents. Uh, Kevin Johnson, your slot corner, he's unrestricted. Anderson Dejo, Carl Joseph, unrestricted. And Tavier Thomas, your special teams ace, he's a restricted free agent. Um, so we're going to get into that here momentarily, and I'll touch on the on the offense as well. Hollywood Higgins, he is unrestricted. Marvin Hall, who we brought on later on in the year, he's an unrestricted free agent. Taewon Taylor, JoJo Natson, Kendall Lamb, all unrestricted free agents. And Kaderil Hodge is a restricted free agent. Um, so, Dustin, can I interest you in this? One of those guys that I just mentioned, one of those guys that I just mentioned on the list there, uh, we're going to have on the show next week. Yeah, I think I got a confirmation right here. Yeah, we have a confirmation of getting one of those possibly oh, unrestricted free agents oh, I on know. our program. On next Wednesday show, one of those folks will okay. be doing it. Should we just go ahead and tell them who it is? Yeah, do you know who that person is? I do. It is, it's... Money Man Mitchell going to join us. Terrence Money Mitchell uh, will be joining us next week at 810. So please join us next week on our big Wednesday podcast for an exclusive interview with. Super excited to come on. Love the guy. Yeah, Love the guy. Uh, So we welcome him with open arms as he comes onto the program next week. But, but Dustin, you know, you take a look at it. You've got two defensive starters, basically one and a half to two linebackers, two corners, Mm -hmm. excuse me, and two safeties all unrestricted free agents. Yeah. And by the way, you only start 11, 11 guys on the defensive side of the ball. Let's get to it, Allie. Let's, let's, let's start the list. Okay. So let, we're going to go down this um, and, and talk about who I, now I don't want to spend too much time on who we want to come back, but really who's realistic to come back. And what realistically is going to happen. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Olivier Vernon, um, obviously we, we know he suffered his, his torn Achilles. Um, I'll be honest with you, Dustin. I, I think it's fairly unlikely that he is back. Um, now he played so well throughout the stretch, especially in the second half of the season, super, super productive prior to his injury. Um, I'm just unsure if he's going to be back due to that injury due to his contract. Um, you know, I, here's my take on it. Just point blank. Uh, he definitely played lights out down the stretch. And unfortunately, if that injury doesn't happen, I think he comes back, right? Like, look, he, he played down the stretch. He looked pretty mm-hmm. darn good. Um, he really was there when Miles Garrett, you know, suffered from COVID and really stepped up and, did. Was, and was a team player. And that's what you want. And what, what did we hear Clay Matthews say? A grinder. He grinded it out until he got hurt, right? Like, he really mm-hmm. grinded to show that he's worth another contract. I think it's 50-50. I think the Browns do bring him back if, and, and this is a big if, Allie, he restructures his contract for another one-year deal, like to your one year. I think you would have to be on a more, because of the injury, hey, can you spare a couple million dollars, come down a little bit, you know? I think you bring him back on a one-year deal and then say, look, next year can be your prove-it year. Another, extend him another year, basically. That's kind yeah, of- Yeah, I think, I think when you look at it, you know, you say, all right, Olivier Vernon, going into the 2020 season, this is your contract year. Go out there and prove it, big guy. And, and I think he did that down the stretch. Um, I, I don't really anticipate that prior to the 2020 season, really anybody thought he would be back. And then given his injury, of course, I think that probably took him out of the running. But I, I agree. Maybe if we were able to restructure his contract, it would maybe be a different story. Um, just, just unsure that, you know, he would, he would be well, affordable he, at this point. And, and if Andrew Barry's willing to help, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a, that's going to be a discussion internally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next on the list, Porter Gustin, he's an exclusive rights free agent. Um, I do think he's back. Yeah. He, he's obviously a good friend of the program. I don't know to what extent he would be back. Was that? You better be back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, no, I certainly think he's back. He provided a lot of great depth, a lot of pressure. Um, he wasn't able to get home towards the later end of the season, uh, but he did step up in the face of adversity with Olivier Vernon going out. I think he's back next year. Well, and playoff experience. I think there's a lot to be said, you know, when you're in the second round of the playoffs, the game isn't too big for you now, right? A rookie in there or even somebody that's not have playoff experiences then. I mean, it's a whole other, I mean, I will tell you, like from talking to players, like this is NFL and then the playoffs, it's all magnified, right? Every play, every little thing. And you, when you can bring guys back with experience, it's very valuable. So I think to your point, yeah, they probably bring them back on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi, he is an unrestricted free agent. I, I, I love Larry Ogunjobi. He, I don't think he had the productivity that he would have anticipated coming into the 2020 season. I love what he brings to the table. I think he's a great guy, but money wise, I'm not sure you're going to be able to afford him. Um, 
I, I think it's kind of hard to imagine him back here. If you take a look at the defensive end room, um, you mentioned it too off air. We've got Curtis Weaver coming back. If you re-signed uh, Porter Gustin, um, Adrian Claiborne, uh, Miles Garrett, and then you look to add in free agency and in the draft to add to the pass rush, um, especially, you know, taking a look at the defensive tackle room too. Andrew Billings, who's coming back off of opting out out, out of COVID. Yeah. Um, Jordan Elliott, who I think they drafted as his, um, you know, predecessor there. Um, Sheldon Richardson. I just don't think you can you can quite afford somebody like an, well, a Larry Ogunjobi here. I honestly think this is a, and you can jump in here, Allie, but this is a position that I somewhat, other than like a Miles Garrett, another player on that line, this is where I think Barry goes into the analytic mode. You know, I'd rather have a lot of depth on that defensive line and pay a lot, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of salary than have huge gaps of money. I mean, they've already locked down Miles Garrett. You know what I mean? Like, this is where you kind of gap it, right? Um, I don't know if they spend a ton of money there just because I think you, if you can get more depth there and experience, that's just my take. Um, I don't think you throw, throw all the money at that. I think you do it on the back end of the. Yeah, and I think if you take a look at a guy like Vincent Taylor, uh, who really stepped up, he had quite a few blocked field goals and blocked extra points um, in the interior of that defensive line. He is also an unrestricted free agent. He played well, especially down the stretch, and he's going to be significantly cheaper than Larry Ogunjobi. So to your point, you add depth there. You get similar value, but on a cheaper scale. And I think that's exactly what Andrew Barry is going to do going into this offseason. Let's talk about some of the linebackers, and we'll kind of group them as a whole. That way we're not going player by player here. Um, BJ Goodson and Malcolm Smith. Uh, both unrestricted free agents. B.J. Goodson, he played a nice rotational role. Um, he, he went out with COVID or an injury here and there, but uh, for the most part, he, he was a very so- solid, sound tackler. Malcolm Smith, he added a lot of uh, veteran presence. He was our best cover linebacker. Um, I think he is very likely to come back. B.J. Goodson, probably, probably they can fill him into a, a rotational piece there. Um, I think both of those guys have a, a pretty decent shot coming back onto this roster. Yeah, and just to jump into the Malcolm Smith thing, you know, because we're fans. This is a show for the fans, by the fans. From week one to week 16, Malcolm Smith was the steady Eddie, if that makes sense. Like, he was kind of the guy that you could count on and would go out and do basically what you need, right? He didn't have a lot of highs and lows. And to your point, he played well at the cover position. So that's what I liked about him. I knew what I was getting out of him when he went on the field. Like, I knew, like, that's Malcolm Smith is going to bring me this, and that's what we would need. Perfect. Right. So to your point, you bring a guy back like that because you know what you're getting out of him. So, and he showed it. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see him come back. And again, veteran presence. He's a former Super Bowl MVP. You talk about playoff experience. There you have it right there, especially in a very young uh, linebacker room with Mac Wilson and Sione Takitaki. Um, Elijah Lee, uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. He was brought on kind of in the middle of that, in the middle of the year to, to end of the year, more of a special teams guy than anything. I'm not sure here. Tay Davis, he's a restricted free agent. I would imagine he's back just in terms of depth, uh, special teams. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised there. Uh, going over to the secondary here, Terrence Money Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, we want him back. <laughs> yeah, we want him back. Um, he played the most snaps on this team more than anybody, um, especially defensively. Like he, he played the most snaps for well, the Cleveland Browns. What's that tell you, Allie? That's reliability, right? That's what you want. Yes. If we talk I mean, about the, be- Thomas, the best ability is availability. Well, Joe Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. Poor guy didn't get to a playoff, but you knew at left tackle, he was always going to be right there to protect, right? Like he was always there, right? Joe Thomas was, he was always your man. That's kind of what Money Mitchell was this year. He was, you know, he, you know, he did what he needed to do and he was out there through thick and thin and and I'm excited to have him on next week. And by I'm the not- way, Ter- Terrence Mitchell, he coming into this year, he was not anticipated to be your starting outside corner outside of Denzel Ward. No. He was your number four corner on this roster. You had Denzel Ward, Gree Williams going into it, Kevin Johnson in the slot, and then Terrence Money Mitchell. Now he played great in the 2019 season. Then you bring him back this year, obviously, and he has a great season, um, really in the face of adversity. I don't think he anticipated to play the role that he did, but he stepped up when he had to. And I'll tell you, I love what he brings to the table. He's a blue collar worker. He goes out there and I'd love to see the Browns bring him back next year. Grinder. He's a grinder. He's a grinder. He's a grinder. That's exactly. He, Clay Matthews looks at a guy like that and goes grinder, yep. right? Yep. I guarantee it. That's what he says. And the guy I just mentioned, Kevin Johnson, he's also unrestricted free agent. If you remember earlier in the season during training camp, he had the lacerated liver. 
Um, yes. So I don't think he played the role he anticipated that he would either. Obviously, he battled through that, which is a very significant injury. Um, but coming into it, he's your slot corner. Um, I, hey, I, I'd like to see him back. Um, I would also think that this is a huge area of need that needs to be addressed going into this offseason. We'll get into that later on. Um, I wouldn't imagine, though, that somebody like Kevin Johnson's price is going to be too high. No, and I think – and here's the thing, Elliot, with a lot of these guys like this, they tasted the playoffs. This to me now is not the team and you'll, you'll, I hope you'll agree with this. Cleveland isn't the team where your career ends or where you go to get paid. Mm -hmm. You go there now because they're a playoff team and they Mm -hmm. got something special they're building here. That's probably a three to five year window. And man, I might get a ring now if I go to Cleveland. Did you hear that guys? I might get a ring if I go to Cleveland, right? Like now, now you're playing for a chance, right? That's a whole different ball game than this was two years ago, right? We're, yeah. talking, we're talking a team now, guys, that can win in the AFC North every single year. And go ahead, go sign Big Ben again. That's $41 million. Yeah, uh, interesting. Um, into the secondary or uh, into the safety room, rather, we've got Anderson Dejo is an unrestricted, unrestricted free agent. Um, I, I doubt that he would be back in that room given that we would have a Grant Delpit back. You have a Ronnie Harrison, Carl Joseph. He's an, also an unrestricted free agent, former first-round talent. Um, I think out of all the safeties, he would probably be the most likely to come back. You could probably get him fairly cheap. Um, and again, Tavier Thomas, he is a restricted free agent. He's probably our best special teams player. Um, I would imagine he's probably back as well. Yeah. So looking at it, again, two defensive, or, uh, two defensive ends, um, a, a linebacker and a half, two cornerbacks, and two safeties, um, all unrestricted free agents, by the way in your defensive room that's yeah. that's pretty significant you know why that is Ellie? because you got people like greedy williams and delpit and a bunch of other guys that just were missing this year so you had to kind of plug and play right so um that's exactly what they did one your deal people right so you well, have to we really- that going into it too like hey th- yeah. this is your one-year prove it kind of de- deal especially guys like an andrew sadejo or a carl joseph hey can you come in here can you serve this role yes okay here's your contract. Maybe we can bring you on for another two years or so. Now, I, I don't think Andrew Sandejo really fulfilled that role. I wouldn't imagine he's back um, given the scheme and the personnel next year, uh, but you never know. Hey, at this point, and, and we'll get into our priority list here in a moment, but but just offensively speaking too, Dustin, I think your number one on that list is Hollywood Higgins, unrestricted uh, going, to the, going into this offseason. Now, the wide receiver room is going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting because how do you pay, by the way, you have Odell Beckham Jr. coming back. You have Jarvis Landry coming back. By the way, oh, here's Hollywood Higgins that you're going to have to sign to a contract. That's going to get really interesting because Hollywood Higgins, I love the guy. Oh my God, do I love Hollywood Higgins. But he he's almost your backup to a Jarvis Landry and an Odell Beckham Jr. He can kind of fit both molds. He, he's not necessarily your number three wide receiver. Well, this is why we do podcasting, right? Well, my point is he's not going to be your burner. And we knew that we know that about him. I'm that's not a, that's not a diss. We know that about him. We know that about Donovan Peoples Jones. We know that this upcoming draft or this off season, the Browns would benefit by getting a burner. They need that. They need that. Um, But how do you pay Hollywood Higgins unless he can come in and, and take a hometown discount that would work. But outside of that, I'm not sure how you make that work, Dustin. Here's how you make it work. And, and, and I, and I'm glad you brought this up. Don't break the bank on Hollywood Higgins. I'm not telling you you have to break the bank, but I do know this. I watch a lot of Browns football like you do, Allie. Year one, Baker, Hollywood Higgins connection. There's chemistry there that do not, and I'm telling you this as an organization, Cleveland, do not mess that chemistry up because when he vanished under Freddie Kitchens, Baker Mayfield went poof, down in the dumpster. And when you brought him back and made him more in the role in the in the off in, in this offense, when he need to when he had to go get a guy out there to like kind of other than Landry, right? Landry's kind of his guy. Like like I know Landry's going to catch it, probably not going to drop it. But Hollywood was that number two guy that he could rely on when he needed to get that catch. And I can think of multiple plays where Hollywood made that catch for him this year and extended those plays. And I think that gets me to the point where do you bring OBJ back? Or do you sh- look around the room for OBJ? You keep Hollywood. You you extend Jarvis Landry's contract. You've got people Jones, and you go get a burner 
that's not 15, 20, whatever million a year. And now you come down to life and you get all that because Hollywood, there's a connection in chemistry there. And it's been there since he took over and he was a backup on the, I just, I can see it. Well, okay. I, I, here's where I'm going to push back. I, I don't think you can judge or base Baker Mayfield's NFL success based off of the chemistry that he has with Hollywood Higgins. And I know you're not implying that, but to insinuate that he's worth the money based off of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to push back on that one a little bit. And, and do they bring back Odell Beckham Jr.? The answer is yes. The answer is obviously yes. You know, to, to insinuate or the notion, and that's a different can of worms. We're not going to get into it right here on this podcast, but, but to insinuate, and I've seen it out there, are the Browns better without Odell Beckham Jr.? No, that's absolutely ludicrous is what that is. Now, the point you bring up in terms of financials, sure. We could, that's, that's, a, that's a very sane and normal conversation to have, you know, financially speaking, is it worth it to have him? Okay, we can weigh that out. And in that case, yes, Hollywood Higgins would be able to fill a role there. And then you can bring in a burner, like, let me throw out a name, like a Ron, Rondale Moore out of Purdue, for example, or, or somebody like that, I'd, or a Curtis Samuel, if you will. Um, well, he's, eh, I don't know if he'd fit this scheme, but, you know, there are guys out there that can fill that role. But going back to Hollywood Higgins, I think it's going to come down to money. I really do. It's, it's just going to be a, a numbers game and it's going to be interesting to see how this wide receiver room plays out. Um, I don't disagree with you in the sense that they, they have a very strong connection. And I don't want to mess with that because I, I agree. He, he stepped up huge this year, met multiple times. Um, I love what he brings to the table, but it, it's the, the wide receiving room, the wide receivers room is going to be very interesting. I look at it this way. Who got you to the playoffs? Who made those plays and got to the second round? And I look and I see Hollywood Higgins grinding his butt off. And if that play goes the way like the Packers play did in the end zone, the Browns win the game by two points probably over the Chiefs. And we're talking about an AFC championship game last week. That's what I think Hollywood Higgins brings to this team is he brings that I'm with you through end and end. I'm here to the end and I'm going to take this battle with you and you are my family. And I just think, I don't say break the bank, but I think you definitely need to sign the guy because he's proved his worth is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, I don't know I agree. The, and I don't know what the whole Freddie Kitchens having him set on the sidelines, but all I know is when that happened, you had Baker trying to force it to OBJ. And, and no, and no, there were several things that went into Baker Mayfield's no. sophomore slump. Now, right. now, now I don't, I don't want to come off that I'm disagreeing with you that we need to bring him back. I think he's a top priority. You absolutely need to bring him back. I just say, if I'm Andrew Barry, there's some decisions you have to make here. Yeah. So um, that's an interesting one. Marvin Hall, he's an unrestricted free agent. He came in, came on late in the year. Maybe, maybe you bring him on. Taewon Taylor, unrestricted. He was kind of your burner going into it. I thought he would, but he didn't really pan out to, to right. be much, obviously, going on to the injured list. JoJo Natson, unrestricted. He's your special teams returner kind of guy. Um, I think we've got that in Dearness Johnson and Donovan Peoples-Jones at this point. I, I'd be shocked to maybe see him come back and play a role. Um, Kaderil Hodge, he's a restricted free agent. I would imagine he's back. He played a huge role for them on special teams um, and had some key he plays offensively. Um, Kendall Lamb, he's an unrestricted free agent. He's your backup uh, swing tackle. I, I really think it would be worth kind of kicking the tires on him and bringing him back to have him and Chris Hubbard um, as your backup tackles. Outside of that, you know, you there are some question marks. And, you know, one thing that we, we, we do have a, I would say probably the best offensive line in football. Um, but with that, you have to have, have depth. Remember a guy named Blake and uh, Michael Dunn. If you have guys like Kendall Lamb, Chris Hubbard, those who have played key reps in the National Football League, I, I think it certainly serves to your advantage. Yeah, you know, I'm going to disagree with that a little bit. I think Kendall Lamb, definitely he should have back. Um, I think this year proved how well having the best offensive line in the National Football League, arguably, and having depth is such a huge advantage to a team that's run first. I mean, that's just a no-brainer to me, right? Um, you need to protect Baker Mayfield, keep him up. He was very clean this year, right? Didn't take a lot of bad hits. That's what you want in your quarterback. I honestly think Kendero Hodge is the odd man out in this. I really do. Well, um, he's, a, he, he's a restricted free agent, by the way. But, I, but I, th that's what I'm saying. I think if somebody says, hey, will you, you know, come over here and play for us? I don't know if Cleveland would match that to your point, right? With that restricted free agent thing. Because to your point, you got to pay someone like Hollywood Higgins. You got to figure out what you want to do with OBJ's contract. You restructure it, you know, with the injuries. He's got, you know, he's a little injury prone, 
like how you know how durable i mean that's a great question i think mm -hmm. that should be debated in, in the room you know obj how's your off seasons you know like do you think you got three to five more good years in you right as a mm -hmm. as a burner receiver i think those are questions anytime a guy's injured you got to go is this kind of something that always happens right mm -hmm. and he's he's had a couple injuries i mean this isn't his first rodeo on the injury um bug so that you know i mean you got someone like landry I mean, you definitely, I think you extend him because that guy's, I mean, he's, he's well, I mean, we're, that's, that's a separate can of worms. We're not right. going to get into the extension. I, yeah, I just want to talk free agency here at this point in time. And, you know, again, I, I do want to push back on any notion that this team is better off without Odell, Be Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I, again, it's ludicrous. And you know what, you know, what gets me is when the, you know, this isn't, this is another, we're not going to go down this We're really not, but I do want to just throw it out there because national media, national media that looks at this team from 30,000 feet. They, they don't actually know what's going on organizationally. They don't actually know what's going on in terms of Baker Mayfield success and what plays into it. They take a look at it kind of holistically and say, oh, well, the Browns are better without Odell Beckham Jr. because Baker Mayfield played better this season without him. Well, that's stupid because well, no. By the time that they started taking off is when Baker Mayfield started getting his groove within this new offense, by the way, that they just started Obviously. learning. That's when the whole offense started grinding on, on or firing on all cylinders. And Odell Beckham Jr. just happened to go out at that time. Well, and let's let's give a shout out. We haven't even done this on the show yet. And, and, I, and, and I apologize, Browns. The reason Baker Mayfield is who he is is because the NFL coach of the year Kevin yes. Stefanski, <laughs> Kevin mm -hmm. Stefanski, the coach of the year, guys, rookie playoffs. I mean, rookie head coach. That's why Baker Mayfield is successful. He took this offense and made it to what, I mean, I've read articles about why Aaron Rodgers had a better year this year. It's because of the offense that's been installed Correct. to bring the most out of your quarterback. Yes, Although that's exactly it. And by the way, may I mention the truncated offseason, the lack of training camp, yeah. The lack of in-person meetings and having to learn his fourth playbook under a new oh, head coach via Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I mention that? Well, Kevin so, yeah. It is going to take four to five weeks for that to start clicking. And by yeah. the way, when that started clicking is when Odell went out. So I do want to push back on any of that notion because that's stupid. It's bad timing on Odell's injury. It is. It, unfortunately it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think taking a look at this off season, Dustin, is going to be interesting in the fact that, this is completely different than what Andrew Barry had to do last year. Yes. There were certain things that had to be addressed, the offensive line, tight end, and, you know, I'll, I'll mention, you know, the running back room with the extension of Kareem Hunt. You know, there were certain things that he had a very bullet point listed action item list. This is what I have to do. Check, well, check, check. Well, you know what? What do I need to do to get the team to the playoffs, right? Like, what? how do I get the Browns from here to here? Because we need a winner in Cleveland, mm -hmm. right? And now he's got the, well, crap, how do I take the, a playoff team to a Super Bowl team? I mean, that's literally Correct. what he has to think about now. Well, and now he has to think about. Great problem to have. Yeah, and now he has to think about the logistics and the financials of paying Baker Mayfield, paying Denzel Ward, paying Nick Chubb. There's all that that goes into it. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, you know, who can we get to, to pair alongside Miles Garrett? Oh, by the way, you know, there's certain things that go into Denzel this. And this Ward. is a very, very, excuse yeah. me, a very different offseason. Yeah. Last year, he spent all of his time in money, resources, everything he had on the betterment of this offense. And I would imagine going into this offseason, he's going to do that exact same with the defense. So I'm very excited to see what he brings to the table and what he's going to do um, just with the areas of need. You know, I'm, I'm going to list the areas of need, obviously, everywhere on the defense, every phase of the defense, pass rush, you need it. The secondary, especially cornerbacks, you need it. Um, and I say that because we don't know the status of Greedy Williams. I think you can feel a little bit more confident in the sense that you are going to get Grant Delpit back. That's more of a, uh, an injury that you can come back from. But with a nerve damage, it's certainly interesting. And you don't know the status of Greedy Williams. Weird thing. Yeah, unfortunately. Super weird. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would list pass rush. Obviously a huge area of need. I think there's a lot of value there in the first round of the draft um, as alongside cornerback. Those two positions are, are going to be huge this off season. There's some great free agents. I'm going to throw out the name uh, Marshawn Lattimore at you um, who has had some linked interest to the Cleveland Browns. There's you're going to start seeing it really after the Super Bowl. names are going to start flying and it's going to be fun. Well, Allie, here's, 
Here's what I learned first and foremost, being in Kansas City. Yeah. Cleveland, if you don't win the division, which we hope you do next year, I have all the faith based on what you did this year that you can definitely aim for the AFC North this year. But the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Buffalo or it's probably going to go through Kansas City again. It's just the way it is. Patrick Mahomes is going to be in this league for a long, long time. And he's really good, folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, really good. Mm-hmm. So you better find somebody that doesn't give up a hundred and some yards to freaking Travis Kelsey. The guy is like a bionic human being. Well, I think Dustin, I, I go back to speed. You know, when we talked about that on our, I think two shows ago, um, you take a look, you take a look at even Buffalo's defense and what they were able to do and how hard it is to stop Travis Kelsey, how hard it is to stop Tyreek Hill, but you have to get speed. And I think that they're looking for that. Their hopes in Jacob Phillips, their hope is in Mac Wilson, Sione Takitaki, of course, and it's going to help once you get a Grant Delpit back, once you have a full season of Ronnie Harrison, Denzel Ward, and hopefully a greedy Williams, you're going to get that back. Yeah. But and you have to address these areas of speed and depth in the in the offseason. Yes, because I'm telling you, I just wanted to throw something. I'm like, I know. I know. Travis Kelsey is like, he's like inhuman out there. Like, seriously, like, you know, it's going to him and he still burns you for 20 yards. I'm like, you got to be kidding me right now. I just want to throw up like and, and I felt bad for the Buffalo Bills because they kind of and I tell you how you watch that game, like at the end of the first half when they went for a field goal and and instead of a touchdown on that fourth down, like when they needed points, I was like, Buffalo, you just lost the football game at halftime. And I feel it. Yep. I knew it in that I moment. Not exchange field goals, no. touchdowns with the Kansas City Chiefs. You will lose every time. And I will tell you this. Thank you, Kevin Stefanski, because I know it in your heart, Kevin Stefanski. If you're back in Kansas City next year or you're playing them in your house, maybe, and you're lucky enough to do that. You're giving Baker Mayfield the ball and you're going for it on fourth down because you know you're going to have to have a track meet with these guys and it's going to be who has the most points at the end of this football game is going to win it and probably has the last position because you know that because you're going up against freaking Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying, like, that's just the way it is. I mean, seriously, I I sat there and I looked at that. I just, I I know, I know. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. This is where I love the offseason to kind of like critique it. And this is where I always live for this and the passion. And I'm going to get a little passion here, but I'm like, the Browns lost by five points. Five points. Okay. If we win that game and we go to Buffalo. That's what I said. I said, watching that Buffalo team, I knew that was going to be an easy match. Not an easy matchup, but I I liked the matchup. It would be close and we would etch it out because we would come with the run game and the pass and we would it up. And it's like, it's 90 miles from Cle- and it, it's Buffalo weather. We'd be fine. It'd be great. And I'm like, that, that window was right there. And I just got pissed. Cause I was like, Patrick Mahomes is out and this is your opportunity. I know. I know. I know. I know. Well, um, speed. Speed's the word. Speed, speed's the word. You've got to have speed. We obviously didn't have that defensively. Uh, you can attribute that to injury. You can attribute that that to COVID. But I think that's the one area of need that we do need to get better on all phases. Uh, something I did forget to mention before we get into around the league, some free agent movement here. Um, also, Cody Parkey is an unrestricted free agent, and Stiff Arm Steve and is, is an exclusive rights free agent. So I would imagine he's likely back. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the kicker, uh, with Cody Parkey, who was perfect in the playoffs. The kicker just for a quick second on that. So here's one thing that I noticed and kickers are a very important thing on football teams, Um, especially in the playoffs. I think we can all look at the Baltimore Ravens Browns game. And what's the kicker's name? Remind me, Allie, for uh, Baltimore Uh, Tucker or what's Uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. Just Tucker. I mean, he's automatic. We all know this, right? Like it doesn't matter if it's 50 or 55 yards. I, we have a really good football team. If you go get a, a free agent kicker that's like really good and is automatic, like a Phil Dawson, I'm okay with that. I'm just going to say it because three points can mean a lot in a, in a playoff game or getting you to a championship game or a Super Bowl. And I think, well, kicking- of course, you'd be cool with it. Well, that, that would be like saying, oh, yeah, Tom Brady's on the, on the market and we don't have a quarterback. Yeah. No, of course, of course. You know, yeah. I'm sorry, and- what were you just going to say? Kickers and quarterbacks. <laughs> hypothetical but of course you'd be happy to have a a, a very solid quarter uh kicker of course you would be um the notion of 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 just signing a 
Joe off the street, you know, to come in and kick for you would be kind of, kind of ridiculous, but I agree. Um, Hey, I think Cody Parkey was great in the playoffs. He was obviously perfect in the playoffs, but um, over the course of the season, there were, there were some situations where, where he cost you. Um, I would, I agree in the sense if, if there is somebody out there that is more automatic and is that go-to guy. Yeah. You got to kick the tires on that. Or do you just make it an open competition in camp? I mean, you can do that too and earn the spot. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either in the kicking, you know, I, you know, that, that happens a lot with kickers. And you know, it's funny how that Kansas city game, the Kansas city kicker doinked it off the field goal off the, off the upright, you know, which I was really surprised by, like, you know, like, it just blows me away how special teams is so important in the National Football League. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, heck yeah, it is. And it gets, um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot lot going on in, out, out there in the world, especially in the world of uh, the National Football League, with a lot of movement and what's going on with the quarterback position. You've got guys like Aaron Rodgers with question marks. What's his future look like in green Bay, Matt Stafford, obviously looking to mutually part ways with the Detroit lions, Jared, Jared Goff now with uh, the Rams front office coming out and saying he's our guy for now. Um, Dak Prescott, he, he, he's an unrestricted free agent. Deshaun Watson, he's requested a trade. Jameis Winston, Cam Newton. There's all these, these people out there. Um, it, it's going to be interesting, Dustin, to see how this one plays out. But I think if you're taking a look at it, if you're the Bears, if you're the Cowboys, if you're the Broncos, Lions, Colts specifically, I think Matt Stafford to the Colts, write it down. Um, Raiders even with Derek Carr. Um, Patriots, Saints, like there's all these teams that are going to be quarterback needy. Uh, 49ers, it's it's really interesting out there. Yeah. What, what what are you thinking? What's going on? What's going on in the NFL right now? Bill, my head's thinking while you're going through those quarterbacks. Matt Stafford, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I, I disagree with the check to Colts. You ready for this? Can I interest you in a Matt Stafford? Now, imagine adding Matt Stafford to this staff. You ready? The San Francisco 49ers. They're not bought it. Uh, they're not bought in on Garoppolo, right? That was a trade. They got him. They have him on a pretty de- decent deal. That's where I think he goes because now, if you're San Francisco, you can get that team back to the playoffs, right? You got that quarterback you need, right? You've got your big tight end. You got every, you know, you got all that you need. Now you got that quarterback that you know what you're getting from him. I think the Niners might make a play for the. Well, you have to, you have to look at it this way. Okay. Who has, who has the draft capital to be able to go out and get him um, or has the assets to trade for him? Because he's not, he's not an unrestricted free agent at this point. This is going to be a trade. Now I, I would think that that would be interesting, but you know, in a perfect world, perfect world, perfect setup. Oh God. I'd love it. I I think just given the style of play and I don't think this is ever going to happen, but Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan and those weapons would be a, oh, and that, oh. Defense, and that defense. Yes. Just, just the way Kyle Shanahan's offense runs is very similar to the skill set of Aaron Rodgers versus a Matt Stafford. But I agree. I, I'd like to see it. I think wherever Matt Stafford goes is going to be a win for him to get out of Detroit. Um, Cause I think he's incredibly talented. You know, who's not on your list here that we really should talk about big Ben. That's, like that's a yeah, big yeah I don't have them on the list here. But I mean that that affects us and what they do. You know what I mean? Well, like, no, that's a good point because who's to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers say, you know, this is complete hyperbole and, and hypothetical, but if let's just say Aaron Rodgers is on the market. Let's just say okay. the Pittsburgh Steelers would be idiots to say, oh, let's not let's not at least talk to him. Let's let's not at least make that phone call. Well, or Matt Stafford, for that matter. Or anybody, any any of those quarterbacks that I just listed, I think are better than Big Ben. Well, Big Ben, I mean, he sat on that bench because he was thinking long and hard about his life and his career at that moment. I just got slaughtered by the Cleveland Browns in my own house. And I'm telling you, the organization is doing all the PR stuff on the front end, but that's a 41, let me say it again, $41 million cap hit. Mm-hmm. for one single year and they are not in cap friendly territory so basically he can give them the heisman and say mm-hmm. i just play out my contract right i yield it to me and so that's a that will be interesting to see how that plays out between now um and march 1st Sally, because 
do they move on, right? Like, because they have a lot of young talent. You know where I'm going with this. Like, is it the is it the next generation? I mean, he's been there what two decades? Well, Allie? by the way, they did. They also did just bring in Dwayne Haskins on a one year deal. No, but I'm saying like you, if you're Big Bang, you don't. That's not by accident that they do that, right? That's not by oh, by the way, we just brought this quarterback in. You know that. <laughs> uh, well, no. I, well, I mean, keep in mind too. If, if Big Ben is playing and he does go down, his backup's Mason Rudolph, and we know that's not the answer. So I, I think Dwayne Haskins, is he a starter in the league right now? Probably not, um, but a solid backup, yeah, on a one-year deal, I, yeah. I don't think it's a huge, that, I don't think that's a huge competition. Very much like that he's built. Like oh, he's a, very much like Big Ben. Yeah, I mean, like, and everybody said, like, where would be the perfect place for Dwayne Haskins? The Pittsburgh yeah. City. Yeah. So, I mean, he's built. So it's a lot of money, man, like, that's a lot of money for one year of here's the thing. He's not in his second contract, right? Of a prime time quarterback that just came off a Super Bowl. So I can, I'll pay him $41 million. Right. Like that's a no brainer, right? Like I just don't know. I just, that's going to be a big question mark with a team that we have to face twice a year. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I think is interesting is the Ram situation, both the the front office, their GM and the uh, their, their head coach, Sean McVay have been all been very, pro player this whole time uh, very pro jared goff and then all of a sudden they come out and, and saying you know the the future is a beautiful mystery uh jared goff is the quarterback for now at this that's moment that, that's really interesting um to see maybe his time playing you know kind of but they're they're in that same situation dustin they owe him a ton of money a ton of money and to be able to move off of him is going to be incredibly expensive well but you know what's interesting? And then you listen to Andrew Barry, what he says about um, Baker Mayfield, very complimentary part of the future. We're excited to have him here. You know, like I like hearing things like that because I think, you know, those, mm-hmm. those make me feel comfortable, but you're right. If you're an LA Rams fan and you hear like, you know, he's the quarterback for now, but you, you invested all this money to surround him to play and make him yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. Like, yeah. And to have an open competition comes sp- or, you know, come training camp. That's yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm excited that we are not talking about who the Browns are going to take at the, the quarterback coach. position, or the, or the coach, or the GM. Oh, <laughs> I love that we're just sitting here talking about who, arguing about who they're going to take at the number 26 overall spot in the first round. Oh, I love it. We were sitting here last year, and you know I'm wrong because you knew who I, I called into this program. If you remember a year ago, I did I told you I feel and have heard it's what's his name right, and I was 100 wrong. I thought it was the offensive coordinator from the New England Patriots was going to yeah. be. The- uh, yeah, you did. You said I've I've got intel. I've got. No, he did. He he was like I've <laughs> I've got inside information. Okay, Allie, he was there for seven hours. You don't keep somebody around for seven hours. I okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be fully transparent. And that's when Dustin's credibility went out the window. Allie, I'm gonna give you. So Allie, you know I'm connected in some ways, and I'll, and I'm, I don't try to sugarcoat it because you're a good detective but i will tell you this i did have inside information on that and i do think and i truly believe this and you know that you think i'm crazy and we'll see how this plays out i told you i didn't think bill belichick was coming back next season you know and we, i said that a few weeks ago and you about fell out of your chair in the studio there mm-hmm. um same thing with why did he go back to the after being in the building for seven eight hours why did he go back to new england if he wasn't told you're the heir apparent. And I'll give the same example of what happened here. I had some intel that told me that basically Kellen Moore had accepted the job to be the next head coach of Boise State football. And then Jerry Jones called. Hey, you know what, you know what sound you know what this sounds like to me, Dustin, is whoever's giving you your, your intel, you need to just not pick up the phone. Allie. Allie, what, why are you doing this to me right now? You know, okay, anyway. But same thing. How long is Kevin, McC- you know, is, is he going to be the court, you know, the, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, you brought Kellen Moore back and you paid him a ton of money now to be the offensive coordinator, a ton. You gave him a triple raise, whatever, whatever it was. It was a huge amount of money to be your offensive coordinator for how long? Like I'm telling you, things are a changing. There's, there's some things going on. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. There's lots to get to. And, and as we go <laughs> as we go into the offseason, we're going to do uh, plenty of free agency tracking, plenty of draft tracking, all that good stuff. Uh, you'll be able to find it here. That's kind of my I'm, – I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the offseason where we can get into it. Dustin, what's your Super Bowl pick before we get off of here? 
Uh, okay. I have a wager. I'm not going to tell you the amount with somebody, but you'll be, you'll be, I'll make app. I'll, I'll make Allie's day actually. And I don't even know who her prediction is. We didn't get into this pre. You taught me a valuable lesson, Allie. As much as I despise the man, the man that's the goat that's mm -hmm. been to six Super Bowls, I'm picking him to ride out. Maybe he doesn't even come back another year after this if he wins a Super Bowl. And like he's done it all, right? NFC, AFC. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm taking the Bucks by a squeaker. I think it's a 31-28 Super Bowl. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bucks, and I know that probably brings. Now you may be going Chiefs, but if there's one thing I've learned, that man knows how to win, and I don't know what it is. He's just, I, I, I can't figure it out. Like he's not six foot six. He's not, you know, he's not like this, you know, like. But he, boy, he just. He wins. Ah, yeah, I'm going to go Tom Brady on this one. I'm going Bucks. Um, I think defensively they do have the personnel to get after the quarterback, create pressure on Pat Mahomes. Um, they're getting uh, Vita Vea back. He came back last week and Dominican Sue had a, a pretty good game. Um, Devin White, their linebacker, has speed. Mm. And I say that word speed. I think he can slow down. I'm not going to say he can stop. Travis Kelsey, but he can slow down that offense a little bit. Their corners, right. their secondary is good. Tom Brady knows how to win. Um, I don't, I think this is like a 24-17 kind of game. Um, hmm. Not not an offensive juggernaut kind of game, um, but I'm, I'm going Tom Brady on it. I I've, I can't bet against him here. Um, you know, funny story that I saw coming out. You know, going, going into the season, you know, Tom Brady, I think I saw this on CBS or something today, who are number 12, TB12 is his brand. Well, prior to, I think, um, Chris Godwin had that number, number 12, and he wasn't going to go ask him for it. So he went to the equipment manager and he's like, oh, maybe I'll take number seven this year. And the equipment manager was like, well, why number seven? And he goes, oh, after my seventh Super Bowl ring, I think that'll be pretty cool. So he knows what he's doing. I think he's going into it with a swagger. And I think he's that kind of confidence. Like, yeah. That, that, that just that is the like I'm walking into the room like I don't know if you saw if you ever, any of you get on TikTok but it was Gronk and oh yeah and Tom Brady and they were like like look at that NFC champions what do you like like basically like we did it again you always doubt us and look and when you doubt us we prove you wrong every time like and I lost a hat guys gotta, hey you don't you don't have to yeah Dustin Dustin knows me a hat it doesn't lose me. Oh, this picture that went viral on our page this week. You didn't even talk about the picture behind it. Didn't I? Oh yeah, it's a picture behind us. This is just and Dustin getting ready, just getting ready to do some podcasting behind me. And her back, of course. Uh, well, you know, Case Keenum, not too bad. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll take number five. You can have six. You know, Allie, I'll give you six. You can have the six jersey. We'll take it. All right, guys, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, we appreciate everybody who jumped on this. And here we go, Brandy's podcast show by the fans for the fans. We hope you're staying safe, you're staying healthy out there. Um, check us out, of course, for all your draft uh, free agency tracking as we go into this offseason. We're looking forward to riding the roller coaster with you guys. With that, Dustin, go ahead, stay safe, stay healthy. And as always, Browns fans, go Browns. Go Browns, guys. <laughs>